HBCU grad, the number one HBCU grad page on Instagram, over 100,000 followers on Instagram, over a million views on TikTok. Uh, we brought him on uh, to talk about something special he's doing in February as an RNS somewhere, February, um, which is Black History Month. And I'm going to let him talk a little bit about it. His name is the Mr. Todd Finley. How you doing, Todd? I'm good. I'm good. Good to be here. All right. So um, I guess we can start off with your, your origin story. Like, where, uh, why did you start HBCU grad? Did you go to an HBCU? And if so, which one is that? I did. I went, I went to FAM. Uh, but to take you back a little further, my sister went to Hampton. And she went to Hampton. Sorry to hear that. I'm about to say you don't have a blue button. No, <laughs> <laughs> no right. nobody, nobody's perfect. You know, she went to Hampton early 90s. So I was still a little kid when she was there. So fifth to eighth grade, she was there. And, you know, I used to visit her, but I knew Hampton wasn't for me as a little too bougie for a brother like me. Where you from? So, huh? Cleveland. You from Cleveland Heights or like Shaker Heights? What part of Cleveland are you from? Shaker Heights. I'm okay. from Shaker Heights. Okay, Shaker Heights. Funny thing, funny thing about that is when I got down to FAM and I told somebody I was from Cleveland, somebody in SBI and they're like, Shaker Heights or Cleveland Heights. I'm like, how do you know? I guess everybody that goes to FAM is from either Shaker Heights or Cleveland Heights. There's, there's another part? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Under the, under the bridge? Like first 48 Cleveland. Right. Anyway, sorry so, about that, man. Get sidetracked. Yeah, so, you know, then I hooped in high school, so we were supposed to, we were good all high school, and we were supposed to, uh, we were probably supposed to go to state championship two years in a row, so my junior year, we got beat early in the game, and right after we lost, one of my assistant coaches was like, let's go down to Miami, and went down to Miami and kicked it, I'm like, Florida is great, that was the first time, like, being older in Florida, so I'm like, whatever HBCU is down here, that's where I'm going to go, so... Chose fam, sight unseen. And, uh, you know, it was nothing like Miami, but, you know, best choice I ever made. Let me ask you this before you move on. Uh, like, did your parents push HBCUs um, on you and your sister, or is that something your sister chose and you just followed behind her because she, she liked it so much? You know, I always try to think about what it is. I think my dad made have said he saw the fam you banned back in the day. My dad is deep into football, so he may have said something about it. But nah, my people and my people born in Cleveland, never been out of Cleveland. They just like, you know, wherever you want to go to school, you know, we're gonna support you. But I think it was my sister that really, really, you know, opened my eyes to him. I was like, you know, going down to fam, I wanted to be hot. I wanted to be in a with good business school, but I had never visited to to tops. So I think that was I think it was my dad talking about the band or some of the old school football players that really got got me thinking about it. So when you got to FAMU, right, you got the top. So for people that don't know that didn't go to FAMU, tops is like early registration. Um, so you go before uh, you go before you actually that's where you sign up for your classes. Um, so you have. I don't know, maybe a third of the school is there. Um, so what was your experience at Tops? You know, I went with my sister, and I think we stayed at the La Quinta Inn on Apalachee Parkway. 
And uh, we would just go for orientation and leave right out. I didn't really, I didn't even know. <laughs> I didn't, you know, I wasn't interacting with anybody. I didn't know anything. Man. I just, you are a little antisocial. Okay. <laughs> did you, uh, did y'all, did y'all go to, did y'all go to state your senior year? Yeah, senior year, we were ranked, uh, I think we were ranked fifth in the country. And we were undefeated. We had lost one game, I think, in uh, Delaware. We went to a tournament in Delaware. Lost one game. And then state championship, we lost by five points. Okay. So that was it. I was the only starter that didn't get a D1 ride. So I don't know. You ain't try to walk on FAMU? I should have because the coach at FAM was from Shaker at that time. And then one of the guys that was my backup in high school ended up playing for FAM. I know you tell. I know you have a lot of sad stories when you get drunk. (laughs) (laughs) Let me tell you about this bitch ass nigga. Man, I just just went ahead and man, I've been in the league right now. All right, so I definitely wouldn't have been league, but you know, I still could have. I could have probably done a little damage, a little damage in college. All right, so so HBCU grad, why? You know, when the movie Straight Outta Compton came out. I was trying to figure out how I can make some T-shirts for straight out of HBCUs. So I went on Instagram and I got the account straight out of you. You know, we'll sell shirts and, you know, that type of thing. But it wasn't anything. That was for babies? Never mind. (laughs) Go ahead. My bad. You know, we had made, you know, a bunch of, you know, Howard, Howard, FAMUs, all types of stuff. And, um, you know, after, you know, that phase kind of died kind of quick. It kind of got corny pretty fast. And we said, you know, how can we make it where we can represent a larger pie and still be focused on HBCU? So went on Instagram and said, let me see if HBCU grad is available. And it was available. And then... This was probably 2016. This is probably July, August 2016. 19? And then 20. <laughs> Just keep going, man. Ignore wood. Just ignore wood. <laughs> so, uh, so come 2017, February 1st. 19? Uh, I, said, I said, go ahead. And I said, let's, you know what? A buddy of mine said, you know what? You should start posting every day for Black History Month. And to I was like, day. okay, well, I'm going to post once a day. I didn't, you know, I, I had a feeling that it was going to be too much. But, you know, that was, you know, I didn't know too much about social. Like, if it wasn't for business, I probably wouldn't even be on social at all. And we started posting once a day. And the first post that we posted went viral, viral to us back then. And it was, it probably, you know, i never seen those many likes coming through my phone. And that was kind of intoxicating. Then after that, I got well, I mean, what, what, what was it? What was your first? A K. Michelle post. Yeah. It was, a K, it was a K. Michelle post. Just, you know, a post of her, a picture of her, and then talking about who she was at FAMU. Okay. And, you know, it probably got three or 4,000 likes. And this was when we had 300 followers. And, you know, then we got serious. And then, you know, we started to post more and more and more. And then, you know, nowadays going from 2017 to now now we post we post eight eight times a day on instagram eight times a day instagram stories same with facebook facebook stories snapchat linkedin uh twitter 
TikTok. Uh, TikTok. TikTok is our leading platform right now. Like we have over 150,000 followers on TikTok. So. so so, is there a method to the madness? She threw out some numbers there eight times a day on this, nine times a day on that. Is there like a method to the madness on how you go about promoting and creating content every day? It is. It's, it's a lot that goes into it because probably a couple years ago, I, I contracted a data scientist to let us know when the best times of day to post. And he told us eight, eleven, two, five, six, seven, eight, ten, and we've been kind of rolling with it since then. And um, you know, trying different things. Memes work extremely well, um, as you guys probably know. Instagram Reels are working extremely well right now. Yeah. But the, the Instagram Story hack is: if you ever look at our stories on Instagram on HBCU Grad, you'll see that we always have a poll there. So sometimes we'll put a post up, put a poll there. Hold on, man. I, do we do do we want to help these? Hold on, man. Talk talk to us about that off the mic. Say this too much like a consultation <laughs> right now. <laughs> Fuck them people, man. Yeah, it is a it is a method to the madness, Wood. And you know, we tried a lot and our whole if you look at it from uh we look at we almost come at it where quantity leads to the quality so the more at bats we take we know we're gonna hit some home runs some are gonna be out of the park some are gonna be single sometimes we're gonna strike out but the more we post the more we figure out what people are looking for the more interactions they the more interactions we have the more comments we have the more dms we get and that that quantity leads to our quality so we look at it from a you know a quantity perspective because you know that's uh that's what works for us yeah all right so talk about what's going on this february which is in a, in a couple of weeks black history month <laughs> and <laughs> all right well thanks for coming on the show <laughs> <laughs> now but you know it's, it's been five years since we uh since we started and let me let me go back to um uh, <clears throat> Hampton and my sister at Hampton. So when my sister went to Hampton, she graduated in 95. I go to FAM four years later. And when I pledged in 2004, my sister had a daughter by then. And her daughter was three years old. And she came down there and she got a chance to see HBCUs. Fast forward to nowadays, she's 21 years old. And she's a, well, she'll be 21 in March. And she's a college lacrosse player, which is my niece. And she's always been an extremely dope artist since she was probably five or six years old. And, you know, I've always, you know, done things. She's modeled for me. She's done a lot of things. I always try to keep her involved in, in what I'm doing. And there came an opportunity that I started to notice in probably May. And the opportunity was NFTs. And NFTs is pretty much a way to show digital ownership. And before this, you know, you couldn't show digital ownership. So NFTs from May to now have, you know, pretty much taken off. And what these are, are it's a it's a whole new technology that's pretty much going to change the world it's kind of the face of web 3 right now and uh, nfts the first nft project was cryptopunks 
and CryptoPunks was in 2017, they launched and they were given away for free. And these are on the blockchain. And nowadays there isn't a CryptoPunk that goes under $200,000. Then Board Ape Yacht Club came in April. And Board Ape Yacht Club flipped CryptoPunks. And when I say flipped CryptoPunks became the most expensive project. And I started and I started to study what was going on in these NFTs. And I studied, studied, studied. And probably August, I was sitting at my desk and I stood up and I said, thank you, God, that I'm alive during a time where there's a, a huge shift in what's going on in the world. And we've built this community and we can take take advantage of that. So what we're launching next month is an NFT project called the HBCU Grad NFT Project. And what it's going to be is going to be a project of 10,000 tokens. And these 10,000 tokens are going to give you different access, different utility to different things. And it's probably going to shift what we're doing with HBCU Grad and its community. It's uh, access to different real estate properties around the world. It's going to be... Um, a way for someone to collect is almost almost look at it like an initial public offering of HBCU grad stock. And if you believe in HBCUs, if you believe in HBCU grad, if you believe in me as a leader, this is something that you want to probably look into and do your research. I don't want to really sell it. I want you to do your research. And if it's something that you think that's going to do well, you know, you may want to look into buy into it because I'm looking at building the Disney version, the HBCU version of Disney. So we're going to be for the next 40, 50 years. I'm committing to this project. We're going to build movies. We're going to make cartoons. We're going to make costumes. It may be an amusement park one day. But the way Disney has was built up, the way Sesame Street was built up, the way Vince McMahon built WWE and made us care about Hulk Hogan and Junkyard Dog, that's what we're going to do with these characters that we're releasing in February. And, you know, it's probably going to be the biggest thing that I've ever undertaken. It's probably it's a billion dollar project. So that's what we got going on next month. So oh, go ahead. Sorry, question, because I don't really, I don't really, I understand what NFTs are conceptually as far as it's like digital artwork. It could be currency. Could, I mean, it's, it's, it's digital creation. <clears throat> I was trying to understand how that translates, translates into your vision. Are you saying you're building this, all the, like building this real estate and this, these experiences through like a meta experience or is this going to be real? So the, it's going to be real, but you look, the great thing about NFTs is the smart contract that sits underneath it. So you have some different smart contract standards. So you have ERC 721 and then you have ERC 1155. ERC 721 is pretty much like the standard. And these smart contracts can signal anything to happen between two parties. So if let's say you got let's say someone's coming out with a with an album like how Nas just dropped it. If someone's a new artist 
And instead of going to the record company, one day they're going to say, I have these 10,000 supporters. I'm going to put out an NFT. The artwork is going to be different uh, album covers, different art, different, um, different songs. And you would sell to your supporters this NFT. You would keep, say, 80% of the action. And then your supporters would keep 20% of the action. So let's say if you saw Russ early in the game or if you saw Chance the Rapper in the game, instead of going the independent route, well, it is the independent route. Instead of the route that they took, the independent route nowadays is going to be buying an NFT and then sharing that upside with your supporters. So with what we're going to do, we're going to launch these characters. And these characters are made by my niece, who is the daughter of my sister who introduced me to HBCU. So that's kind of how that tied in. I don't know if I tied that in for you. And what we're going to do is build up these characters and make meaningful characters to the point where they bring awareness to HBCUs. It's a collector's item, just like how a Basquiat or any type of famous artist that became big at one time, they only could make money once they sold their first picture. Now you kind of get rid of that starving artist where instead of dying and then becoming big, you can make money while you're alive. And then on the back end of these NFTs, you get a 10% royalty. So let's say for this podcast, you say for all our supporters, we're releasing a token. And this token can be of different rarities. It can be uh, different artwork. It can mean different things. It can be a lot of different subtleties in it. Your followers can buy it, and then that becomes a collectible. And if this turns into a Joe Rogan type of podcast, that becomes more valuable as time goes on. And then you can trade it on the blockchain. The blockchain is good because all the Every transaction is recorded there. You can't you can't steal. So now you have, you know, nowadays someone in the physical world can go on a fake airplane and take a picture on the blockchain. You can't say that you own this thing. And then when you, when you start to look at humans are uh, uh, from a from a core perspective, people want to flex. It's a reason people wear Gucci belts. It's a reason why people have beats on their ears. It's a reason why people drive certain cars, but it's kind of douchey to say I got 7 million bucks. It's cool to say I got a board eight. So you're insinuating what you have. So it's signaling. And that's what it's going to do in this digital world. And um, you got to be careful with some of the projects that you buy into because a lot of them are going to go to zip. It's just like how um, in the early 2000s when the dot-com era and everything crashed, but when everything crashed, it was still Amazon. It was still eBay. You could have bought those for pennies on the dollars. And, you know, they went up. But I'm kind of rambling. But I hope hope, hope I uh, answer your question a little bit. Anything else? Anyone else? So Any what questions? you got to do to get one of these NFTs, one of these 10,000 NFTs, man? There you go. You, you got to get a MetaMask wallet. That's, that's the first thing. I got MetaMask a MetaMask wallet. wallet. What next? Okay, why do you have a MetaMask wallet? Wait, what is that? Oh, Lord. 
So I got, I got, I got a MetaMask wallet because somebody was offering a free, a free NFT. All you had to do was pay for the gas if you got a MetaMask wallet. So I said, okay, well, fuck it, I'll go get one. So I think I only paid for the gas for it, and I got a got an NFT. I don't know what the fuck it does, but free, what it's is, free. What is the gas? It's a high grade weed. So he had to buy a nigga an ounce. <laughs> uh, so, no. so you met a fast wallet, man. It's how you basically like uh, buy and sales, kind of like your your internet wallet, right? So uh, you can put money on it. So uh, most NFTs deal with Ethereum, which is a cryptocurrency. Um, there's some other ones that you can put on your on your. Uh, metamask wallet but it's real easy to do you just go there um and you just sign up it takes like five minutes to do and once you have your metamask wallet then what do you do go ahead so so a metamask wallet is where you keep all your cryptocurrency and it's a it's a chrome extension where if you're on the blockchain and you're on a website that you have to buy cryptocurrency at the Google extension connects to that website and allows you to buy. So just like have you had your regular wallet and you got your credit cards in there for, you know, fiat currency, your metal mass is for your cryptocurrency. Fiat, fiat a card. What fiat? What was? What's fiat <laughs> currency? Just, just dollars and cents. Oh, okay. All right. Hey man, say that next time, dog. Like you talking about fiats and shit. I'm like, damn, this nigga driving fiat too. Just say paper, man. <laughs> 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 all right so you got so, your got your wallet and your fiat you got your wallet you got fiat. your wallet we're we're going to be launching on open c so open sea and that's pretty much the ebay of uh of of crypto right now and kevin durant just invested in it i want to say he was in the he was in the round in november and then they just raised another round uh, I want to say a couple of days ago. And um, so you're going to connect your wallet to OpenSea. You got to go on our Discord. So if you go to any of our socials, you can go to the Discord, click on the click on the link in the bio. Go what to is our a Discord? Discord. I'm about what to say, come Discord? on, man. We got to educate the people, man. I'll <laughs> take notes. Hey, but you got to buy a whole new device. <laughs> no, those, no, those, these are, so go, go ahead. These, what's are, good, good, these are good questions. So what's these a Discord? So a Discord is pretty much where it, it had its, its its roots are in the gaming industry. Yes, sir. So a lot of the gamers used to be on Discord. A lot of the gamers are in Discord, and it's where it's pretty much a big big time group chat where you can have voice and um, voice and text channels where people just interact, and it's extremely powerful, extremely powerful. But it's a way to organize. It's extremely organized, even. Young kids are on there, and they share homework with each other and everything. But Discord is where crypto and NFTs live. So Discord and, and Twitter is where everything is. And uh, it's a small community right now. But uh, our Discord isn't that active because I'm just trying to educate as much as possible. But once we drop, you know, it gets extremely active. And uh, go on Discord. You'll see when we drop. When we drop jump on immediately because it's a lot of you know my fear is that some whales are going to buy it up i got a couple guys that are saying i'm trying to buy everything up so so, so uh, what's a whale a whale <laughs> is someone with big money that tries to take advantage of 
arbitrage in assets. Oh, here we go. Just hey, boy. Well, you just I, keep going down the hole. Albatrosses and shit? Fiats? Albatrosses? Hey, boy. Right. So, yeah. So, go to HBCU uh, grad on Instagram. They have the link there. They have the link on the Twitter page. You also have a dedicated Twitter for HBCU NFTs, correct? Yes, sir. HBCU grad NFT. Um, Twitter, Instagram, uh, the web, you'll know the website will launch about three days before the, uh, the NFT launches. And, uh, but that's going to send you to OpenSea and, uh, you know, just, just shoot your shot. They're going to be cheap, but you know, I, I can't guarantee what they're going to do, but my intuition is that they're going to, you know, go shoot up pretty quick. So when you buy something initially, that's called binding at mint. And that's where a lot of people make money, but that's where it's risky too. And if you don't want to take that risk, look at it for two or three months, see what it does, and then uh, you know jump in a little later when it's two or three thousand dollars, and you know instead of fifty or a hundred dollars, and yeah. um, go from there. Look, y'all better get in on the ground floor, y'all. Uh, you also do, doing some giveaways, um, so if you join the Discord. They do have um, little hashtags on the side, and one of them is giveaways, and he's going to be giving away uh, a couple of them. So make sure you join that Discord because that's where you're going to find all that good info and on that Twitter. If you if you get one of the NFTs, you get access to some of them athletes he'd be posting. HBCU grad has never posted an ugly athlete. Y'all realize that? <laughs> you look. That. You wouldn't think that ugly athletes or, existed. Or, or grants. Hold on. Ain't nobody ugly on HBCU grad. That's right? very true. That's not a... Uh, <laughs> who comes through that? <laughs> I was the fan. It was a hell of ugly people. Right. Who's the... <laughs> hey, who's who the damn QA, the QA team for uh, for the grads on HBCU grad? Man, you know, back in 2017, 18, it was... Well, 2017, it was me. 2018 is when we started to, you know, have... Uh, you know, have a squad, so it's still a small team. It's only four of us, but I put up two posts a day, and everybody puts up two posts a day, and, you know, we kind of, we get a lot of inboxes, but most times we really go to the different schools, and we look at the top nine posts and see if it's something we can put a spin on it, if it's um, a different type of caption or nail something home or do something that's culturally relevant. Or sometimes we take requests, you know, but it's just, it's kind of like being a DJ. Just, we don't make the songs, but we know what's hot and just try to play the hot song. Sometimes we'll break a song, you know, if we, you know, if we think it, but, you know, it's more of a skill than I thought it was, but it's, uh, it's, it's more of combing through enough to know what people want and still giving people what they may not know that they want before they know they want it, if that makes any sense. Are you, are you individually doing social media consultation for anybody who wants to get into that sort of game? Are you also offering those sort of services, or are you strictly focused on HBCU grad? You know, Wood, that's something that I've thought about because a lot of people have, have come to us. Um, for a while, I was consulting a couple of people on Instagram, but it's, you can't grow on Instagram anymore. You got to go over to TikTok, so... You know, I, I walk some people through TikTok, but after we launch this NFT, we're going to launch a uh, 
uh, NFT consultancy and help people get their NFT NFTs off the ground. Mm, so, wait till that fucking, with all due respect, NFT bust these motherfuckers over the head. Let me tell you, I ain't learning more about this shit. So, oh, but uh, oh, oh, go ahead. Uh, Ty, what are, what are the resources that you used when you were getting like building up your acumen? And it's like, what would you refer listeners to if they want to learn more about NFTs? Adderall. Now, that's, now that's a great question. So, listen to the Proof Podcast is by Kevin Rose, the guy well, that started now. Dig the Dig back in the day. And he talks about a lot of, you know, different projects from the from the Ruta to the Tuda. And he's big on this. Um, uh, Gary V dropped a pro- dropped a project in May and he's always forthcoming with his info and uh, listen to some of his stuff. But go on Twitter, look at NFTs, look up uh, a couple projects that I'm big on. One second. We have. Um, World of Women. World of Women is a dope project. Uh, Women and Weapons. So this is a lady whose mother's from Iran. So she's Iranian. And she was working as an occupational therapist uh, maybe five or six months ago. And she was all, she was an artist. So she decided to make some art of women in the 50s and 60s when they didn't have as much juice as they have now. And she put a bunch of like dope weapons in these women's hands and like claws and nunchucks, like some real dope stuff. And she made this art, didn't sell anything for about five or six weeks. And then somebody tweeted about it. And she said she was in a patient's room and her Apple watch just kept going off. And she went downstairs where they, I guess, do debriefings. And she saw that she had sold out of her whole collection in in 45 minutes so she said she made 30 grand that day then uh she went home and talked to her husband she said her husband was crying his crying his eyes out and when i got hip to it they were like 256 dollars and now they're you know trading i think the floor price is about 1500 you know two grand you know something like that and you know it's and she said it's fundamentally changed her life where she can really be an artist now and that's the part that i like i like I'm into creativity and it's artists now that don't have to be starving artists. It's artists that can really make a living off of doing what they want to do, you know? So, um, look up those types of projects, women and weapons, look up board ape yacht club. That's the hottest project right now. You got Steph Curry in there, little baby in there, little Durky O bought one. Um, who else? Eminem bought one. So, so that's the hot one. Uh, then go on Twitter, you know, do some research. Um, so those, if you go on Twitter, if you uh, go on people's discourse, so look around, just look at NFTs and go on to people's discourse and see what they're talking about. See how the uh, community is. See if they're, you know, if, you know, you can kind of feel things out and you'll know if someone's real or someone's not. Um, talk to people like me, join our discord. That's where, you know, you'll get a lot of, you know, up to date things. Um where else can you can you really well that's do that's something? that's that's enough for now because we could talk to you uh, all day yeah we got a whole uh podcast yeah, to do but man we appreciate you coming on um 
Usually, uh, we ask for people's top three porn categories, but you're in a business mindset right now, so we're going to ask you what three I'll give artists... You that. Nope, I, nope, I'm about to nope, say, you going to give them a pass? Nope, nope. Yeah, we gonna get, nope, we're not going to do that on this podcast. Not to the <laughs> NFTs drop. Hey, man. It nigga from Ty, Cleveland. You don't know what he might say. Ty will be, the, only, Ty will be the first person that we've <laughs> no, had on this show right? that we, you give no, a pass to. No, man. We need him to, to post this somewhere, maybe. All right. What three artists... It could be a singer, rapper, but you say most em- like embodies you. Oh, that's fucking horrible. Embodies me. Um, bing bong. What's up with that bing bong stuff? Like everybody's saying bing bong now. I'm, I miss that ball. Don't worry about it. It's it's gone now. That, that, yeah. That's gone. <laughs> it is my phone. Okay. Um. Top three artists that embody yeah, me. Let's see. There's only one rapper out of Cleveland, which is Ray Cash, and he only had that one. Ray. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so does that man. Musical. That's cold blooded. Uh, oh God. Fine. We could. You could do uh, artists, painters, uh, anybody, any creator. Three creators. Most that embody me. And they can be like, um, do they have to be human? Because I like this. Let's say, let's, let's say Tupac, because we're uh-huh. probably the same size. Um, and a lot of the stuff I do is based on what, you know, Tupac died when I was, what, 15? So, you know, I'm Tupac'd out. Uh, let's say, um, let's say Pimp C. Okay. And, uh, let's say Too Short. Okay. That was a little trend. All right, sounds like, hey, man, you're really good with metaphors. Have you ever thought about rapping? Seems like you'd be a pretty good freestyler. But it seems like a nigga on the podcast will probably wrap you <laughs> under under a table. There but, might be some history to this. Huh? <laughs> That's what's up. You know what I'm saying? Bumps. You know, you know, I'm, I I may drop one as an NFT. You never know. What a freestyle? Mm. No, a whole a whole album. Well, good luck. Good luck with that. Forty seven cents you gonna make on that? <laughs> <laughs> Can hey, I ask man. y'all some questions? Sure, Shit, fuck not? it, run it. <laughs> <laughs> this is new. Who Go does ahead. what? Who who handles the social media? Hey man, we talk off. I ask him. I'll see you later, man. No, I I do have some questions. I do have some questions. You right, guys have a really really great Facebook group. How did you launch that, and how do you, and how did you get it to being so interactive? Well, that was all me. I did everything, and I do everything. So <laughs> you hate the Facebook group, nigga. Don't say yeah, that. Yeah, but I, I mean, I, cre- I I did it. You know what I mean? Then y'all made it go from. So it it happened organically. It's not anything that any of us. It it's not. I don't think anything that we wanted it to be. <laughs> but it just grew organically like kind of like you said the, the people made it what they wanted it to be and we have some really dedicated people who like to post daily and yeah. they've made their own community so yeah we get yeah. a lot of interaction shout out to my cousin man shout out to all you shout out to all you niggas cousins cause that's who be posted I think it's I think it's an extension of the show you know what I'm saying like you go into some groups it's like, I don't come in here posting this bullshit, this, that, and the other. You know what I'm saying? It's stupid as soon as you go in. But, like, people that listen to the show, they're like, well, them niggas not tripping. Like, 
they they watch the same shit we watch, listen to the same shit that we listen to, and they're not tripping. As long as it's not lame or green, we can go here, we can come into this group, and we can post whatever we want. And there's not there's a lot of groups, but not a lot of groups are going to give you the freedom to do that. And I think, like J. Joe said, it organically grew because people were like, I can come here and kind of be myself and be comfortable. J. Joe, what are they going to do when we get this Discord server popping and the floodgates open? What are we going to do then? I'm going to quit. Uh, <laughs> but I also think it's an, it's an extension of all of us, right? So, like, Chef's cousin's on there, Wood's cousin's on there. So we all... Uh, have a lot of the same friends, but we also have different sets of friends, right? So whereas, you know, Wood can get like techie and nerdy and political sometimes. Uh, Five thousand for whatever reason, he's been very uh, inspirational lately. Uh, Chef's gonna spoil, be spoiler alert guy. Um, and me, you know, I, I come in with. Like, you know, I do stuff like Sunday service or whatever I call it, uh, Happy Sunday. So we have people that like the church stuff. We have some people that like the ratchet stuff. Some people like the sports stuff. It's just uh, it's just a multifaceted group. So it's something there for everyone. It's also something there that you're going to hate from everyone. Uh, but, it, but you know, it keeps it interesting. It, how, it's how did Five Stacks become the Kamala Harris of the podcast? Like, how did that how did that happen? Like, he did that to himself. What does that mean? I'm gonna say I don't even know what that means. Hey man, you're like the inspirational lightning rod of the podcast, man. It's like no, because he does post inspirational shit. Yeah. He posts like post, positive shit. I just post stuff that I like, right? So, whatever, whatever that might be on a day to day. If 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 we're the Avengers, you're 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 Captain America, man. Everybody else is just doing bullshit on the side. <laughs> now now who? What made y'all four come together to do a podcast? This nigga want a podcast over there. Yeah, damn. Um, Don't you have a podcast? Yeah. Why'd you have us on your podcast? What made us for? So it's really a yeah. funny story. Go ahead. Yeah. So I mean, we interacted this way before we even had a podcast. I mean, we were just on social media and we always would be on each other's posts talking shit. And everybody's funny in their own way. You know what I'm saying? I'm probably the funniest. Um, but everybody's funny in their own way. So it was recommended that we get a podcast. You know what I'm saying? And so, so name name. So Phil. No, I'm Phil not I'm, 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 I'm not even talking about the Phil recommendation oh. yet. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Right. We had yeah, recommendations man. before Phil said y'all should do a podcast. And then Phil made a Phil made a recommendation in a post that we were all in. Because we would be all over the place, but we weren't always all being the same thread together. This particular thread, we were all in the same thread together. And that's when Phil made the recommendation. Right, because I was going to do a podcast called Hennessy in Tennessee with my boy Jimmy Wallace, but he puts it out. And mm. <laughs> mm. Uh, mm. and I know I, I, I talked to, I think 5,000 and hit me up about a podcast. Um, but yeah, so we all had thought about it all on our own kind of separate thing um i just met chef the week before we started the podcast so that was uh... a <laughs> <laughs> nah man so yeah once phil put it up there i think i i think i had already maybe gotten a mic i might have gotten something um i had started doing something by the time he had said it and i think i might have hit 
5,000. Me and him had talked about it. And then, you know, Wood and Chef with them missing pieces. So, yeah, just kind of let's just try this shit. Fuck it. With all the respect, origin story. There you have it. And listen, and really, the name of the podcast was Blackish first before Blackish came out. And mm-hmm. I feel like somebody leaked it out and it became a show. Because if you do the research, the name Blackish, they had a whole different name for the show before it was Blackish. Um, oh shit you right I forgot about that yeah and then we had to switch it up and come up with a new name because they took blackish now, now I, have a, I have a podcast the HBCU audio experience and growing it is extremely hard how do y'all grow y'all podcast we don't know cause don't I'm know. the one I'm the one that does everything <laughs> just text nah, me I I'm mean, gonna text you started uh, organically <laughs> like just reach out to your circle of friends and then if they like it then they share with their circle of friends and it just grows from there. That's what I did. I just sent it to people that I thought would like it. I I mean, I didn't even necessarily send it to everybody on my friends list. Not the flood, you know, people with it, just people I thought might be interested. The problem with podcasts is the app the people who are run the apps like the Spotify's and the Apples of the world they don't really give you a lot of intel in terms of who's listening. Like I, I get surprised every time I'm at a gathering or even if I'm driving around town and people be like, I know who you are. I listen to your podcast. That's weird to me because we're at the point now where it's complete strangers. So we have, we have more listeners than I, than I be, I, I know about, you know what I'm saying? Like at first it was like our friends and family and people that we knew, so it made sense. But now it's at the point where it's people that we don't know at all, which is cool, but we don't get enough insight. Like, I think this year, like, I think we posted the um, stuff from Spotify. I think Spotify said we had people, like, in the U.K. listening to the podcast. That was crazy to me. But we, yeah. we so, so we get, we, I mean, we get analytics, you know what I'm saying? Like, we can log in and get the analytics anytime that we want. Um, it's not going to be as granular as... There's eight more motherfuckers that went to fam that that listened to the podcast, but there are some analytics, man. And it's but like Chef said, it's not that shit doesn't hit you until people call you by your your podcast name. And it's like right. Chef, yep. and it's yeah, like, wait a minute, you're not my fucking line brother, so why the fuck is you calling me Chef? Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like Yeah, that shit happened at uh at well it's happened a few times, homecoming and, and that be out days and shit like that, but my advice is just to just do it. Just have the content. You know what I'm saying? Um, once you get in a groove, because if you listen to our first probably five podcasts, they're absolutely horrible. But they're funny to listen to because, you know, they were absolutely horrible. But your your audience will eventually find you. So whatever you're talking about, just just put it out there. Put it out there in the universe. All it takes is... One person to tell one person, fuck around. Will Smith might hit that shit and fucking, you know, repost it. So just have your content. Just keep doing it. And um, eventually, you know, somebody get it. Shit, we're still trying to figure out how to grow our podcast, you know. So we ain't where we want to be. But you just got to keep keep doing the shit and, you know, keep telling people. And if you care about what you're doing, which we do, that's why we do this shit uh, once a week for free. Um eventually like i said you'll find somebody that likes it and they'll tell somebody who'll tell somebody who eventually will just call you by your podcast name randomly 
Why are you trying to take a piss? And Lush. So if you don't feel that we should do this for free, you can also feel free to be a subscriber on Anchor, anchor.fm slash with all the respect with a K. You can be a subscriber, and at that point, we won't be doing this for free. So check that out. Or just drop some bread in <laughs> in the cash app. Y'all keep forgetting about this fucking cash. Yeah. Listen, just cash app is bread whenever you feel W-A-D-R-E-S-P-E-K. like it. W A D R E S P E K. Think that's it. This is a theory that I have. You know, I try not to speak on theory too much, but earn your leisure. Is that what's in your? That's what's in your MetaMask. No, no the, theory uh, is. Oh, uh, theory, that I said Ethereum. Okay. That's yeah, Ethereum. Got you. What you need? You need Ethereum in your MetaMask to buy NFT. Okay. Um, <laughs> full circle. But uh, earn your leisure advertised with us years ago. And I ha- I'm probably I'm pretty sure it wasn't just us. It was a bunch of people. So my theory is that if you advertise instead of cross platform, you, you advertise on other podcasts because people listen to podcasts. They're probably listening to other podcasts and you advertise on other podcasts. That's going to, you know, jump your numbers up a little bit. So I'll probably do. I'll probably do more of that. I need to do more of that. Yeah, so. yeah, we do too. But it's hard to get these niggas to podcast. Do, do their own podcast. So I'm just trying to go on Kinks with Kiki and uh, and just and lips and lip surface. <laughs> <laughs> oh, whatever I can do. To when, when are y'all going? When are y'all going to come on the HBCU audio? Um, whenever you, whenever you have us. Can, can I invite the podcast like that? I think I got to invite the podcast. I, 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 I want to be on the whole. I want to be on the whole podcast. I don't want to just. I wish we might as well, well start the podcast then. All right, well, Go ahead. well, shit. This is gonna be funny if we fuck it. We'll do it live. How 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 are we gonna cut this up? All right, Correct. we're gonna put the with all due respect first, and then go to the podcast. Fuck it. We're just gonna post it how it is. We're gonna do this organically. Chef, run it. Fuck it. We'll do it live. We'll do it fucking live. Chef, run it. Welcome to With All Due Respect, this is Chef. That's so fucking weird. <laughs> so fucking go ahead. <laughs> it's weird. Go ahead. And as always, when listening to our podcast, be sure to tell your friends about it. Um, subscribe on Anchor, like Wood just said. See, because this is going to be weird, because if we loop it back. <laughs> I'm not looping like, shit. I'm oh, not looping shit. Okay, cool. no, is it, tomorrow's what, Friday? So, What's tomorrow, We just Friday? told y'all a plethora of ways to support our podcast. Um, this is episode 157. Gentlemen? Well, with the white voice, what up? 5,000 North Side, Florida. It's your boy, J. Joe. I'm just bumping my music. Where's that from? What's what's that? That's Ray Cash from oh. Cleveland. Ah. Go ahead. Introduce yourself, nigga. You want to be here? Yeah, introduce yourself. Ty Finley. Graduate <laughs> 1999. He's 1999. <laughs> <laughs> same, same height as Tupac. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, um, how's niggas been doing? Oh, no, man, we we're skipping that those. shit. No, no sir, no, not today. I want to know how y'all doing. No, no man, nah. just, you must have something you want to say. Right. Call me tomorrow. Right. Right. Say what you want to say. I don't have anything I want to say in particular. We're not, we're not doing it today, dog. Let's go to the topics. HBCU grad for right. two hours already. We've been talking for an hour. Well, fuck it, man. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about. Um, let's go through these topics. Then we want to really start. Like, let's 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 just set the stage. This is going to be a locker room talk 
style podcast. Well, before we do that, can we do the rest in peace out the way? The rest in pieces. I didn't have that on there. Who died? Fashion, uh, fashion buddy. Huh? Fashion buddy. Yeah. Oh, Andre Leon Talley. Right, man. Shout out to him, man. He's like the fanciest nigga in the world, man. Y'all know I love fancy dog. So, man, rest in peace. Hey, who? Yeah, who? I, I, I'm not gonna lie. I don't know who this nigga was. I mean, I've seen him on <laughs> on stuff. Um, wasn't he a mannequin? See, that makes, it, mannequin. that makes it even weirder because I don't know who this nigga is and the first thing you say about him is he's a mannequin. <laughs> I mean... So the movie Mannequin. Nah, man. So, I I probably was introduced to him maybe on Project Runway. Y'all know I like to watch reality shows. You was on Project Runway? Yeah, I didn't know you watched that. You yeah, well they, well, they brought him on, I think, to be a judge at one time. I also, at one point, was watching what's the Tower Bank show? Uh, uh, you watch, Nick, 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 you watch a lot of modeling shows, though. No, man, I watch a lot of I watch a lot of uh, <laughs> reality TV competition shows. Man. Mm-hmm. Anyway, mm-hmm. but if you, if you, if you um, so he was he was like deep in the uh, fashion game, like and one of the like the biggest and only black like around that time that was doing big shit. You know what I'm saying? Like with Carl Lagerfeld and all them people. So he was um, who are these people? He was like the go-to yeah. guy. In fashion, don't worry about it. Back in the day, he was like the fucking uh, Michael Jordan of fashion, nigga. At one point in his life, man, and just shout out to him, man. If you ever heard him talk, man, he has a lot of cool stories about all the shit that he's done in fashion, man. And he, you know, he was really big. So the black community, and he went to oh. HBCU to put it. Which school did he go to? Uh, Central, North Carolina right. Central. Carolina Central. So, um, he was an inspiration to a lot of uh, black designers, just designers in general, man. So the fashion industry, and black community as a whole, lost uh, somebody really important, man. So rest in peace to him. All right, we can move on. That's well, just, that was it, right? Uh, somebody else died, but I can't think of it. So keep going. All right, cool. Um, so let's get into it. First things first. Um, I'm going to report all the young ladies and old ladies um, that have returned to the streets. Um, talking about breakups and divorces, y'all. So uh, let's start with Lisa Bonet, also known as Denise Huxtable. Uh, she uh, recently divorced from Jason Momoa, um, also known as Aquaman. Women seem to like that nigga. Um, they were 12 years apart, but they, they were together for the past 15 years part never mind but them niggas broke up man um i guess they were saying how the issues started to, to spark because of jason's uh success uh he's done a lot of sh- uh, done a lot of um movies he's done aquaman but since then he's you know hosted saturday night live he's i think he, i think he did a movie a netflix movie recently that was pretty good he's getting a lot of burn and that started the rift in their relationship <clears throat> had an opinion on this. I haven't been fond of Lisa Bonet um, since she um, quit Hillman College. You haven't? I, know, I have not. Oh. Um, I'm, and I know I'm different in that sense. I know a lot of people uh, look to her um, as a, a sexual goddess, uh, a unicorn, if you will, uh, a she's divine a, entity. She's Bobby I've never, I've never seen it, seen it that way. Um, I'm, I'm different in that, in that sense. Uh, I, underst- I saw her. I saw Denise Huxley was a loser, but 
that was really just her. She was playing herself, like, in, in many ways. Like, from there, she left the Cosby show for a little bit. They had beef, I think, because she had a baby or something. Uh, her daughter, cool. You know what I'm saying? She be doing her thing, but... You don't like Zoe yeah. either? No, I'm cool with Zoe. Zoe Kravitz is cool. Like, she's pretty awesome. But um, her mama, not so much. Well, she an angel heart. I don't know what that is. What is that? That's like Victoria's Secret? What is that? It was a movie. It was like a little nasty movie she did. She did like a couple of nasty um, like uh, Cinemax movies that kind of cracked off back in the day when I was young and I was fucking with Cinemax movies real hard um, because I was, you know, 14 and trying to get my shit off. You're the only nigga I've ever met that don't like Lisa Bonet. That it it I know I know I know I'm different in that in that sense. I know I'm I'm by myself, but I I stand by it, man. Like I'm not like she just be giving me um like I know she's attractive. She looks still looks great for her age and all that shit. And 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 her niggas like they still love her, but it's just weird. Like I'm not. She too, she too, she too, like metaphysical. Uh, That's Badu tier. When you are Badu tier, you're gonna have to deal with some elements that you may not be used to be dealing with. But Badu still can make me laugh. Badu still got personality. Like she still, Badu's like, I could chill with Badu and smoke a blunt. I feel like Lisa Bonet goes too goes too hard in the paint as far as that metaphysical bullshit, man. But that's just me, you know what I'm saying? I just feel like, you know, I'm happy she's back in the streets. But at this point, what kind of nigga got the got the gumption in, or even the the desire to even kick it with a, a 55 year old that's on in a different stratosphere? Oh, I would. But, but every my, nigga but you, <laughs> right? <laughs> like 99.999% okay. of niggas. I have so much to say. Go ahead, Wood. But is she back in the streets, or is Jason Momoa, whatever the fuck his name is, back in the streets? Because it seemed like he left. Her to go get into shenanigans and not so much her going back into the streets. Really? It, does, it doesn't matter. They're both single. You but know. the thing is, her like even with um when she divorced Lane Kravitz, Lane Kravitz never left. They they still, that nigga still was having Thanksgiving with them niggas. They would go go on yacht cruises and shit. Like he was still there. Like he was just like in the in the wings. Like like man, just playing double dutch. Like he's like, please fuck up. I mean, cause no homo. I mean, like you're not about to get rid of like. Lenny fucking Kravitz, you know what I'm saying? Like the formal shit on Why? paperwork, man. It's Why? Lenny fucking Kravitz. Have you seen him? Lower ass jeans. Hey man, you you can't be afraid to give another man his props for being the man he is. No, man, you're right. You're right. You're right. Lenny Kravitz, man. Yeah, man. So, I mean, any woman that has like two of the most uh, sought after men in the world, you know what I'm saying? Nah, sought after. I just said sought after. First of all, ain't neither one of them niggas my type. You know what I mean? So I'm not saying it. So, um, she she got to be doing something right over there in metaphysical <laughs> land. So, hey, gotta, have you? Never mind. Badu is is off the scales with that too, man. So Badu who's she fucking with now? Who who's she fucking with? Oh, I don't, I don't know. I do don't fuck with nobody. I'd be having sex with ghosts. You don't know. That's what I'm saying. She's weird too. 
Damn. <laughs> she might be she fucking. Got a, she fine. got a young dude nowadays. Badu. Yeah, Badu got something in her in the twenties. Uh, that nigga that makes sense out. though. I feel like a nigga my age couldn't keep up with Erica Badu. She seems like a monster of some sort. She looks great. <laughs> Well, All right, man. Bad. That nigga don't well, fuck, well, that nigga well, don't fuck well, with that Owen monster, man. nigga. Yeah, dog, the monsters <laughs> is his favorite show. <laughs> <laughs> man, what? Who else in the streets, man? Megan Good? Yes, Lord. Megan Good back in the streets. Yes, Lord. Nigga was happy good. about this Megan shit. Megan Good wanted to get back in the streets, apparently, with that uh, shirt she had on at the Rams game. Yeah, Miss sure uh, game. The nameplate on the jersey. She had like custom jersey. The nameplate said Miss Good if you're nasty. Oh. Hey, boy. So yeah. she just got that shit, man. That's just like a 12 week turnaround when you get the custom nameplate. <laughs> yeah. So she been ready to do this she shit. She got that Ujama. She got that Ujama uh, jersey ready to go. <laughs> hey, <man. laughs> Let me tell you. Ujama. I remember when them titties leaked and uh, she was like, yeah, they titties. <laughs> and like, oh, man. Uh, I think right what she got with the with the good pastor, um, and she was like, "Yeah, they just titties," and clearly I'm not ashamed of them or something. She said, and I was like, "Okay, there's no such thing as just here's titties." The thing. <laughs> here's the thing. thing. Wasn't no just titties. There's no. Such I know thing y'all niggas be leaving me in the dust on this type of shit, but I felt like that shit wasn't gonna last. No way. I guess because he's like a pastor and she became like a pastor's wife. I felt like that wasn't really her thing. Uh, but I'm... Here we go. I'm not going to... No, no, go up and say it. No, I'm not going to say it, but a lot of times women who have, you know, lived a certain life, uh, you know, they get tired of that life just like men do too and just want to settle down. And from like all the... Like all the interviews I've seen with them and her, she was just like, you know, he was a good dude. She loved the nigga, you know, regardless of his 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 pastory. You know what I'm saying? Don't he look like somebody? Don't he look like the nigga from Power or somebody? He look like every light skinned strong nigga I've seen on TV. Well, regardless, that like, sings in the choir. She was ready to settle down, and you know he, you know, she said he. <laughs> He he filled her up, you know what I'm saying? Like so like spiritually though. Right. Spirit. What you trying to say he had a what you yeah. trying to say? Passes fuck they got weak fuck game? That's what you said? Like No, no, I'm he, definitely not love saying Jesus that. Say that so um I'm, I'm gonna say that nigga. I'm gonna say yeah. I'm gonna say yeah. In general? Yeah, in general. Because it's like so those that have been in a relationship, especially those that are married, you understand that being in a long-term committed relationship means that throughout the life cycle of this shit, you can't just be one thing. You're going you're gonna to start off with something. You're going to turn into something else. You're going to turn into something else. You're going to turn into something else, right? That's sexually, that's physically, that's emotionally, that's all of that shit. But when you are into, I guess when you're a super religious person, you're limited in your flexibility because you essentially have to be what's in the scripture. You know what I'm saying? Like there's doctrine and dogma that you have to always fucking be in line with in order to be a man or cloth or whatever it is that you're going to be. You know what I'm saying? So if she's going into another phase of their relationship, like she might go into her married free phase. You know what I'm saying? Like I've been married for 20 years. I'm tired of this fucking shit. I'm trying to be a fucking hoe. I need my husband to be a fucking hoe. 
with me, you know what I'm saying? And he's a man of the cloth. He can't be flexible to give his wife what she needs. So what are you saying by be flexible? Like what? No, no, I'm saying like people change throughout a long term relationship. Right. No, 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 I'm right. saying, but what yeah. are you saying? Like, so, when you say so, he's not flexible, so, so, so let's say that in their marriage or in their relationship, Megan is now transitioning into a more spirit, not spiritually, sexually open phase, right? She's yeah. been married for a while. I'm tired of having sex with this nigga every fucking night the way we've been doing it. Let's do some new shit, right? I want to mm-hmm. spice this shit up a little bit. I want to behold a little bit. I want that type of spiciness added to this marriage. He can't do that because he's tethered is, to the cloth. What is, oh, we almost there. So what I want to be held a little bit. Like, 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 what is, what is, that nigga in her mouth. Are you saying introducing somebody else into the into the bedroom? Could be that. Just spit in her mouth. Could be that. Could be but that. And besides, besides that, it what could, can't a pastor do? You can't, you can't call your wife nasty names and spit in a butthole. You can't eat no butt in the Bible. I feel like a pastor. I feel like a pastor could do anything because you're married. Right. No, but, 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 I mean, but, but, I understand what was, but, but, but what happens is she's like, well, I mean, let's get into a little bit of sodomy. What does he do? And they, if they, they eat pork sandwich, he fucking do? ass. What you mean? <laughs> but it depends. It's in the Old Testament. <laughs> no. You know the Old Testament that we, the Old Testament that? was some wild shit, boy. It, it was, you know what I'm saying? Um, but if we if he's all the way old testament, he's gonna stone her if she gets out of line anyway. Yeah, but but I'm saying like if he's like if he's super like churchy, he may not be about that. You know what I'm saying? He may not be ready to like accommodate his wife in when she goes into her next phase. So what happens? You know what I'm saying you become incompatible. Like that church shit. You know what I'm saying? N- nothing wrong with. You know what I'm saying? Being a man or a woman of God, but that church shit. it limits you. Yeah. It limits your flexibility. Feels racist. No, no, I understand completely what you're saying because, and I think that's probably a, a, a conversation that you have in most relationships. I mean, Megan's like, well, she's she's going, she's about to be forty. She's going to a different phase of life. It's natural to evolve. Sexually, I imagine. So it's yeah, like let me you want to have those conversations, and then if he feels uncomfortable, what is she supposed to do? So it's, y'all, it's like, listen, these women's be getting nasty at forty. I don't know what right. switch y'all right, right. Hit, one, of, y'all. one of my homegirls, one of my homegirls said, sometimes you just like you just don't like people. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. one day she might just be like, hey, I don't like this nigga no more, and that's all it takes. Like it, it might not even be nothing that deep. I mean, like, but she just but, woke up one morning and decided she don't like this nigga. Probably because every time she's trying to get it cracking, this nigga want to bring up like Job or some shit. It's <laughs> like I don't feel this nigga. Like, like, can we move on? I, yeah, she. It might not be. That, it might not be none of that. That man might have been about right. to turn in his wings like cougar. No, let's and talk about it. She's still no, just no, like no, 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 don't do that. That don't mean shit. No, that church. No, that church shit aggravates. That church shit. That church shit is aggravating and it gets old real fast. I think she's just saying that nigga. Just like because she knows all the attention and stuff is on them. You know, it's a Hollywood breakup, whatever. And then just like the little subtle stuff, like oh, Miss Good, if you nasty at the fucking Rams game, you know what I'm saying? You didn't have the shit on that Benigans or fucking. Maybe 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 he fucked off on her. Cause that ain't really an amicable thing to do. You know what I'm saying? She, I mean, 
I'm, uh, yeah, I, I'm just saying. She might want to say In the social media him. age, she would have said that. I she don't know. Maybe, said maybe that. She, maybe she's because she's getting the brunt of the bullshit. It's not like they because this nigga just went on Instagram and cried in the camera talking about he's straight. And that's the like, fucking problem. This nigga's fucking crying into the fucking camera. No, no, he want to pray. Crazy. He want to. I'm going. The, I'm going the opposite way. I think it. That nigga did some shit, and she was like, "Oh, nigga, I've been with your pastor ass as long, <laughs> and you gonna suck some titties on a boat? Nah, nigga, I'm out. Nigga, miss good if you nasty. I'm like, because that's not what you do. Like if the like, knowing women, you know, the little bit I do know, most women, if if it's not the nigga's fault and she feels some sort of, if it's either 50-50, we decided on this, or maybe 60-40, the woman, she's not going to go to the fucking Rams game with the Miss Good if you nasty shirt on. So we seen this nigga. a few things. She went on a talk show and talking about like she's about to. She's looking forward to forty and and living this next phase of her life. Like she's excited. Like she's very happy. Yeah. I feel like she wasn't being herself. Like that's what that's what I gathered. Like I felt like she was trying too hard to be something that she wasn't, and, and was finally at the point where I'm like, I ain't doing this bullshit. I gotta be me. I gotta be out in these streets and, and enjoy my life. But, because I mean, because if that's the case, then. You can't blame him for that. That's just her. She yeah. wakes up one day and be like, mm, I kind of want to spread this pussy around and ain't nothing you can do. You don't remember how she was mouth kissing Samuel L. Jackson in, um, in Eve's Bayou? That was a movie. Boy, I was like, uh, making good nasty a little bit. I, like, I was supposed to be like 16 or 15, something young as hell. She was 14. But she was legit. No, was no, like, but she was Christ. always, she was always, she would always wear like, you know, I guess young woman cute clothing, you know, halters hops, you know, midriff showing, shit like that that niggas fuck with. We were all surprised when she got with Solomon or whatever this nigga name is. When she got it with that matter. nigga, we were surprised like, damn, she about to she about to be a holy roller. Like I didn't I didn't really peg her for a holy roller. And now that she's did, come back. Did you, did you just say a name in the Bible does this nigga's name really Solomon? That nigga named something else. That nigga named Solomon. That nigga named Divine. It's probably Greg or something. I don't know. But <laughs> oh shit! I didn't mean that. No, I didn't, real, real I didn't mean that. I didn't mean uh, that way, nah, them, them reality show husbands' name always be Greg. Yeah. <laughs> no offense, Jeff. No, real quick, I'm gonna pull over for a second. I promise you the motor running. Y'all ever notice, like on a sitcom or something, when it's like a call-in show, somebody call in. It's always Mark from Boston. Like if it's somebody from Boston, <laughs> their name is Mark. You ever notice that? Then, like, over the time, I met, like, three motherfuckers named Mark from Boston. And I mentioned yeah, they, it to them. they say Mark. And I yeah, mentioned it to them, true. and they was like, oh, I didn't, I didn't notice that, but I paid more attention to it. <laughs> well, yeah. t- tell me this. Tell me this. Do you think women are celebrated more when they're in a relationship or once they become single? Ooh. Single? Both. both. No, both. I because both. it's, it's uh, a young lady who I know, like, from growing up and she recently got engaged and everybody was like oh you deserve it congratulations da 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 then if four five ten years from now she break up with dude they gonna welcome her back so it's, yeah, it's, it's both. both well it's i guess both. i guess i guess it depends are we talking celebrity or just regular woman in general i thought uh in general no yeah. I, I say when they when they do get with somebody I feel like they're celebrating more, but I mean the five thousand fat uh, point. If they do come back, regardless of the reason, they celebrate it too. So, 
Yeah, so it's like right or wrong, we ride. Right. Now, what what about men? Because we kind of looked at as failures if we come up out of a relationship, right? But when we get with someone, they kind of celebrate us. I don't know. Um, so that's a good that's a good one because what I've gathered is not necessarily. I don't know if the the, the nigga feels like. Like, I don't think people feel like the nigga's a failure. I think the nigga feel like you're a failure. Like, I feel like that's more innate. Because I think from outside looking in, it seems like niggas is like, well, you know, it is what it is. But niggas be feeling like they fucked up or something. Like, they dropped yeah. the ball somehow. I, I, think men, I think men are celebrated more going in because it's seen as like a sign of maturity. maturity. Or something like, oh, I'm so happy for you. You finally found somebody. You're growing up you're more mature you're a family man now whatever like coming out to a chef's point it's like oh what you did i know you right did that's just, right that's, that's the question that's always <laughs> right. all what you do you know what i'm saying that yeah that's the question that's always asked what you do like you know yes. <laughs> you know what you did now do you feel like men we get better and women get worse as they older, or vice versa. Why don't you, why don't you answer that question, sister? <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, damn. Like, I ain't, I ain't gonna have I'm gonna just like you ask. I'm gonna just. I won't have to answer that. <laughs> right. No, I'm gonna speak. I'm gonna speak from my perspective. From Y'all my like girls or no? Like this is just. Go, go, ahead. go ahead. What's your perspective? You know, you know, from my perspective, I think that I'm a better. Male now. NFTs. Go ahead. I feel like I'm a better male now. And I don't, you know, from the women I know, I don't, you know, some some get better. and But I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> good. Way to, way to, way to move off. Good, good job. I'm glad I went to go get a drink what, what on this. What do you think, one. Chef? <laughs> so I made a scrunch face. I'm like, why me? Um, I think... I think it's a case by case basis sort of thing. I think men get more grace in general for aging than women do. I will say that. Like I think the perception leans towards like a man could become more distinguished. Men get let get get praised for having dad bods because a dad bod means that you're staying in the house and tending to the cheering and making chicken sandwiches and just eating a lot of bologna and it's cool. But if a woman gains weight, it's not looked at as they're not looked at as, se- as sexy or feminine. So it's I think there's a double standard in that sense. Um, like women tend to look more into like personality and men are more into physical look for the most part. You know, what I'm saying like you still want you to be looking good and all that shit. So I know it's a double standard in that sense. Uh, I know that the perception lends us to have more runway to do to kind of be whatever the fuck like yeah niggas could be fat as fuck today and still be like man that's a sexy fat nigga you know what i'm saying like like fat niggas get a lot of love now and they maybe we shouldn't because like we still gonna get like high, high blood pressure and diabetes and all that shit i got both good answer chef good answer Thank you. Yeah. Men, yeah, men are praised more for getting older. Uh like, you know, women women you've seen the memes like 
men with salt and pepper beards don't don't uh, color it because real women like that type of shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like you, you get that all the time. So with women, uh, you know, they don't they don't get that. Like you said, what you say, runway? They don't get yeah. that that leeway to kind of age. The you know they don't get the same love. Yeah. Hmm. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. Let's go yeah, to the next one. Sexism is a real thing. I need Joe. I need. So you brought this. Who brought this one up about money bag yo? Because I don't know who that is. Um, <laughs> I'm assuming he's a rapper, and I'm from assuming Me- from he's Memphis. Alive. Wait, from wait, Memphis. wait. And he's alive. And he's alive. Because I'd be, I'd be missing. Like they would say, a nigga dead. I'd be fucking it up. Okay, so money bag yo. Is money bag yo the one whose girl bought him the land, the parcel of land? I believe so. This nigga said okay. a parcel of land. It was she gave him she gave him a whole parcel. It was a lot of land. Like no, no, no. It was correct. It was correct in your in your in your representation. It was just a smidge dated. The man said a parcel of land. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you using exact legal terms. Right. So so you still say pocketbook so, like me. So. So good. Pocketbook's a great story. I mean, a great word. I say story. I say stories too when I'm referring to um, bias. Like, no, stories like, you know, like soap operas. You say coin purse? What else would you say? It's the stories, right? Soap operas are the stories. Isn't that not what it is? You definitely say coin purse. It's a soap opera, but I do call them stories. Oh, I call them the stories too. Shit. I thought that was universal. I don't think the stories come on no more. Anyway, oh, no, money do. bag. Do they? Like yeah, a lot. I'm sure they do. A lot of these niggas that you see like in these shows, like they be in NCIS and shit. Like go back and look at their like what is it, filmography or whatever it is. Yeah. The niggas be like on Young and the Restless or whatever the fuck the shows are now. Like they be on them shows. They'll start there and then move up into more primetime dramas, and then their career goes from there. Side note, you know Richie from um, from Family Matters, one of the best worst shows ever, is on Young and the Restless. As a grown and he'd man, he be like he be like fucking these hoes, yeah. He seems like, like he a has little, a beard that doesn't connect. He strikes. He me. doesn't have a beard. He has the same little See? Richie. Um, Told you, Jerry curl, but he's older, so it, I can it spot him. Works. I can spot a nigga with shady beard again. No, he definitely ain't got no beard. Um, but yeah, so money bag yo, he. he so who took Todd? He tells us where his girl wants he's he, his girl wants a girl added or he wants a girl added. No, 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 no. So I think she she was on lip service the little Angela Yee show. G G G. That's a red flag. G G G. Ah, Charlamagne. Charlamagne and Angela Yee show. And she was on there and she was just talking about like how she wanted to add a woman to their relationship uh, and not for him, for her. She said she lost her virginity to a girl, a woman. I don't know how old she was. And um, that's just like what she was she was actively looking for. Uh, Did she say what her nigga said? I'm probably down with it. You know I mean? <laughs> if I had to. But why? Yes. I mean, huh? what what niggas gonna? Never mind, never mind. We no, no, no. Because it, but the thing is, because it sounds good from like you know twenty thousand feet up, but she's saying 
she does she's not gonna be involved. She didn't That's say a, that. I don't think she said that. She said that he's not pressuring pressuring her to do it. But if they're in a relationship, you know what I'm saying? And you want to bring somebody in the bedroom, you bring in somebody in the bedroom, and that's where I sleep too. So right, goddamn. <laughs> oh, so, oh, so, so, so you can fuck too. It's not like a situation where you're like you can look but don't touch. That 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 like you ain't one of that shit. Oh, I'm gonna the did did we talk about this the other day? Like if there's like two women like in the apartment building and you walk in, like surely I should be able to like what was the, what were we talking about? I don't know. That was the uh, other friends. It, it was like a meme. <laughs> no, nah, it was like a meme or something we were talking about. You hit me with the wrong bitch, nigga. <laughs> and I know that shit is so fucking aggravating. I hate wrong bitch. <laughs> Listen, we ain't been with a motherfucker for seven years. Like, I don't even remember my old bitches no more. Like, like, my God damn. Now I forgot what the fuck I was trying to tell you. Trying to explain to you. Wow. Right, right, right. My bad. I, I thought you liked ranch instead of blue cheese. Like, right. Nah, wrong bitch. Wrong bitch. Like, like, damn. That's a very common mistake. <laughs> wrong bitch. Anyway, what were you saying? But. Anyway, it's like I mean, like you were saying, like if I'm if I live here, I mean, I think it's kind of default that I should be entitled to at least twenty five percent of the pussy that comes through the dough. You know what I'm saying? Like taxes or whatever the fuck it is. So why would he not feel that he's not entitled? Because that's a bad word. But some of that's for him. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> As a resident, it seems fair. Oh man. Uh, if it's two pounds of pussy in here, I'm gonna just give me a slam. Surely, uh, a, a quarter pounder is a quarter pounder yeah. pussy for me. But <laughs> say, uh, but say that was the parameter—the lick but don't touch, right? Would y'all be all right with it? No, no, I mean, if I can't touch, I'm not even gonna be involved in the fucking shit. Cause that's at that point, I'm on some cuck shit. I'm on like some. You're not on some. Cuck it shit, is some cuck shit. It, 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 it's cuckish. It's humiliating. It's cuckish. It's racist a little bit. But so, but you open your oh, fuck. This is not gonna sound. This is not gonna sound good. Because you already started. Better, started. Cuck, I already told you. Because like, because like, what type of nigga is you? Okay, all right. It, it it's look but not touch. Okay, that's those are the parameters. And you're in the room and they're going at it. What nigga is about to just sit there and be like, nope, they said I can't I can look but don't touch. Oh, a nigga's about to pull the dick out and see what the fuck is about to happen. That's all. So let's not say that. That's not we're not gonna go there. Uh, I mean, he's being realistic. First of all, yeah. So that's not what's about to happen? Hey, this nigga Dude, Todd is going out. to town on this Android texting. You can't like <laughs> no, I got heard that shit. I was like, hey, I click back over, I'm like, who the fuck is that? It's, it's popping bubbles. Right. My bad. I'm 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 in the, I'm in this cocoon. But I I got some real thoughts about this this Ari Fletcher thing. So, uh, so G Herbo. So I was in Chicago for ten however many years. G Herbo had the same barber as me, and he used to go to the same barber shop. And that's Ari Fletcher's baby father. And you know I felt a certain type of way, but you know, whatever, because I got that type of loyalty. And when she Hold started on, you messing felt with what money, what type back, of way? Hold on, you in a game? You know, I, you can't. No, I just felt. I, no, I just felt a certain type of loyalty to G Herbal, where I didn't listen to Moneybag Yo stuff for a long time. Okay, you know, 
Was he like yeah, a brother to you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you got some good ass timing. But, <laughs> they so, gave you pizza you know, day, your dolly got stuck in the soda machine. <laughs> did you eat chicken fingers with you know, the dinner? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nah, bro, you can go in front of me. I got a call real quick. <laughs> You know, then, you know, he dropped a couple of hits, so I started listening to it. Then I saw that he was, you know, fucking with or whatever. You know, I kind of see from a from a distance. But Ari seems like she kind of, you know, a little off. I don't know. You know, that's just, you know, one opinion from one man. And Moneybag, I think he probably got about eight kids from four women. You know, like they both kind of, you know, looking for some, you know, for some excitement and she's talking about she wants to bring a girl in the bedroom but she wants to fuck with her and he she doesn't want him to have any feelings unless it's just sexual and you know that can get kind of you know that can get kind of freaky in the bedroom because you know guys like different stuff sometimes and I don't think it's healthy if they really trying to do something real, but if they trying to have some fun, you know, I think it, you know, I think it could be, you know, fun. Well, she doesn't want him to catch feelings or he doesn't want, she doesn't want him to feel anything at all. She wants him to only want to fuck her, but not have any type of feelings where he likes her. That seems like an okay relationship. I mean, that seems like a pretty good agreement to me. But we know how this goes. It sounds good. She must do. But is it? Yeah. Is it realistic? I guess. So I like I like watching a lot of reality TV too, and I watch um, Seeking Sister Wives. Shit, um, it's, it's a very enjoyable show. It's very entertaining because all you see is a bunch of niggas trying to put a round peg in a square hole. In the sense of we gonna have we gonna be a whole family. Um, we're gonna add a woman or several women to our lives, and we're gonna all love each other. And the dude's gonna love each woman equally. And it never works. It's the the rub is it never works because there's always gonna be there's always a level of jealousy or discomfort because someone gets um more favor than the other. And that's just human nature. That's why I feel like this shit that shit ain't finna work for them. Like like the feeling shit ain't realistic, the the jealousy shit ain't realistic. Because you're still dealing with human beings, like it'd be a situ- different situation if motherfuckers are complete like robots, kind of, and just don't give a fuck in general. Which you know that's a thing, but these are still people dealing with people. I just don't feel like it's realistic. So, so gentlemen, how do we get? How did we get to this bizarro, wacky world that we're in now? This white man's burden version of women and men, right? Mm-hmm. Because ten, fifteen, twenty years ago. It was niggas that was trying to bring chicks into the bedroom. It was niggas that's relieving relationships so they can go and be hoes. Now everything is fucking flipped. Like, Megan Good is leaving because she wants to go be free and fuck with niggas. Like, Ari Fletcher wants to bring another bitch into their relationship. And niggas like, damn, what about this nigga's feelings and shit like that? Like, how did we get to this bizarro world that we're living in now? And if we are in this bizarro world where everything is flipped, how is it that the only thing that hasn't flipped is niggas ain't shit? Because niggas ain't shit is still consistent, but everything else is flipped. Because yeah. that's the crux of it. That's the that's the root cause. 
you have to have a first, you have to have some shit to crack off the whole change in ideology and the way we carry ourselves. We all, because of the niggas ain't shit, like manifesto, we've all tried to course correct. We all fed into the dogma that we ain't shit. So what do we do? We become, we, we become overly, like, we, like not overly, like we become like great dads, you know what I'm saying? Like we do extra shit that, that we never saw from our parents or grandparents. Like our granddad's like, what the fuck are you doing carrying that baby everywhere? Like shit like that. We do, we cook and clean in the house. We do all sorts of shit that, that we never that. saw before, the course correct, because we don't want to bear that type of burden. We don't want to have that that scarlet ain't shit nigga across our chest. You know what I'm saying? So, so why is the narrative? All- why is the narrative not changing? Let me. Oh, go ahead. No, 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 uh, no, 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 no. You, you go ahead. You go ahead, JJ. No, y'all still talking about one. Th- I have a, another reason oh. why the shit is the way it is. About niggas not shit because you always have to have uh, an enemy, like in <laughs> like oh, yeah. it's always a, you always have to have a bad guy. Uh, just so you can, um, so when you do something, you have something to blame it on. You know what I'm saying? So you can't, you can't go into like hot girl land, right? Because that's where we are now, right? Um, the issue is, well, women ran it anyway, right? Women, women ran the whole thing the whole time. Yes, it was women who used to talk about other women being hoes. Yes. It wasn't niggas. Yes. It was women that would hold shame, slut shame, whatever you want to call it. It was women that were putting other women down. So because a chick didn't want to be called a hoe by, by her friends or by her classmates or by whoever the fuck and be labeled as a hoe with the scarlet letter, they would they would act like a good girl and be these good girls. So once hoe behavior became acceptable to other women... Like, girl, get out there, suck as many dicks, fuck as many niggas as you. We have this sexual revolution, girl. You ain't gonna be no hoe. And it was like, oh shit, I can just go and be sexually free, and and these girls are sexually free too. And we gonna high five and talk about niggas the way niggas used to talk about us. Huh. Then there you go. You know what I'm saying? So women ran the whole thing the whole time. So right now we're at a point where women aren't slut shaming, women aren't hoe shaming, right? So now niggas are in, if you're looking for that one, you know, good girl, it's harder to find because being a good girl isn't celebrated. When we was talking about what's being celebrated and what's not being celebrated, right? So now being a good girl, you looked at as a square, you a lame, you know what I'm saying? Girl, you ain't got no no sex toys, no roses, no fucking dildo hammers you ain't fucking and sucking niggas like girl what's wrong with you you see it in all the memes all the time you know what i'm saying about how much women want dick which is all fine right and niggas aren't gonna complain because niggas like when women give the pussy up easily you know what i'm saying so there's nothing (laughs) stopping the behavior so women are gonna have to be more like air quotes i'm doing men to kind of get through all this yeah. All these different dicks, you know what I'm saying? So they're gonna have to kind of hard up their exterior, you know what I'm saying? Kind of how like men do, like, oh yeah, you know, I'm just fucking that bitch. Like Chase, oh yeah, I'm just fucking this nigga, this this nigga bitch, you know what I'm saying? So somebody's feelings are gonna get caught in the middle. And I just think that now men are attracted to these women who don't give a fuck about niggas no more. And that 
and biggest thing on a on a man is an ego. So yeah. what's a nigga's ego is is hurt. Niggas don't know what to do. You can't run to the next girl now because the next girl gonna do you like the last girl. So now what? You just yeah. I think men need to just condition themselves just to enjoy themselves. Like fuck you it. know, right? Just say fuck it. Get you a miss Mr. Good if you nasty uh Ram sweatshirt. That's kind of sad a little bit. <laughs> It just depends on what you're in the game for. Because no, if you if you're in it to have fun and date and have sex and kick it and all that shit, it's it's the perfect time. Now, but it's like women were always the U.S. dollar. Like, look, man, it doesn't matter what the fuck happens in this world. The U.S. dollar is going to be strong. Whatever this backed fucking shit gold. is over, it's backed it. in gold. I can settle down and get my shit together and find a nice woman and settle down. I know I ain't shit today, but one day I will be shit and I'll find that girl. But now the dollar has fucking crashed. Like women are no longer that foundation. They said, fuck it. We're not dealing with these niggas no more. They are now a volatile fucking currency themselves. So what do men and women do at this fucking point where there is no solid foundation of home? Like niggas is out here living their fucking life. I might I might get married. Not, not even marriage. I might be in a long term relationship one day. I might not be. I might just buy a fucking cactus. Like, niggas is literally, like, their life plan is one day I'll buy a fucking cactus and then die. Like, that's the saddest shit I've ever fucking heard. Like, is that where we're at as a species? Oh, well, yeah. Listen, wait till, yeah. wait till these, uh, the, this metaverse and these fuck dolls come out. Hey, boy. <laughs> no, for real, though. It's curtains for everybody. <laughs> There'll be no more human interaction. My thing is this. So... When I talk to my my single nigga friends who are like, you know, they're in their late 30s, going into their early 40s, and these niggas might, might never been, some niggas divorced, some ain't. They're all, they all talk like these spiritual guru type niggas. Like, they on some other shit. Like, they've reached another plane of understanding that I, I haven't cracked into. I almost feel like I definitely don't feel like I'm missing out, but I do feel like I'm missing some sort of understanding because these niggas then reach some sort of like Zen level where they just like, it doesn't matter what I do. <laughs> that's, how they, that's how niggas got tricked into smoking crack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Oh, yeah. Mm, yeah. And then you try that shit. And then that shit <laughs> and it's like talk to an old head nigga one day and that nigga say man if I knew what I knew now I would have never touched <laughs> <laughs> if you can save your relationship save your relationship fuck it and that's what and that's and, and that's what it is cause I mean I mean we talked about this shit I was like if, I, if my shit didn't work out with my wife I, like, I would never go back into the game cause this shit too weird to me I'd just be like a monk or something the game is literally a game right now <laughs> like Shit is just wild. Like when you I try, to, when you try to help motherfuckers, like, all right, well, what are you? Okay, this shit not working out for you out in the world right now. All right, what are you doing? You know, what I'm saying, let let me know what you're doing to like find a mate or whatever. And they start talking about apps and shit. You're like, you know what? Fuck it, never mind. You keep it to yourself. I can't even fucking help you. Cause what the fuck is that app shit? You know what I'm saying? Like, how are you about? That's to all meet, they do. How are you about to meet a nigga on a fucking app or meet a chick on an app? Niggas, you know that's it's twenty. Fucking too. You meet a nigga. 
You know what I'm saying? That's how people meet people. But but no, but no, no. At, but that but makes at, no at sense. What, listen, at one point, you was getting numbers with a piece of paper and a, and a pencil. Like, it, this shit just evolved. So it went from that to two-way pages to cell phones to whatever the fuck. No, but it didn't evolve. It devolved. Like, it devolved. It did. That's not better than the previous system. It's not like, oh, let's do an app now. That's worse. Nigga, so, <laughs> we also have fast food. It's not better than the previous way we made we ate food but it, it just is what it is it's not it just is but it's, it's still devolving it's still it, it going backwards you, just like this bullshit will right that's that's but that's my point like it's it just is what it is it's uh, it'll right it'll, it might kill you but what the fuck we gonna go to the side cop nigga and and drink a uh, uh 25 cent coca-cola with cocaine in it we we don't have like, that luxury anymore but i mean how else I'm, you gonna meet a motherfucker I mean, I told motherfuckers all the time, like, meet motherfuckers where life happens, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, going to a club and meeting people kind of sucks because that's kind of an arena. People are really going to the club. It's like the grocery store. You go to the grocery store to buy food. That's what the club is. You know what I'm saying? If you want to meet people who are, like, on some other shit, like, they're living life, they're trying to, like, better their life. Meet a motherfucker at the motherfucking Home Depot or some shit. Obviously, that nigga's building or fixing something. You know what I'm saying? But what do you, well, but what do you tell the nigga that's trying to meet a chick? Trader Joe's? No, no, because no, because <laughs> J.J. Joe got, okay. J. Joe makes okay, a good point. Dirty white women at Trader Joe's got to go to Whole Foods. J.J. Joe makes a good point because Whole if foods, I think I about like it, it, like I told my boy, I was like, you go to the gym all the time. You can't just meet you a nice other fit chick in the gym. He's like, man, you can't talk to no chicks at the gym. And I was like, oh, right. you're right. And then, <laughs> like, that's what I'm saying. You have gym? No, that's creepy. You want to fucking meet a chick at the grocery store, nigga? That's, again, a, a, a shot in the dark. And hotel, you just post it up. Hotel bartender? Again, hotel bartenders are, See, those niggas, are good people. Both y'all niggas met y'all old ladies in college. See, it's easy. It actually, comes, actually, man. I didn't. Actually, I didn't. I never met my wife a day at family. When I was when weird. I was in college and I met my wife, I was like, "Get the fuck away from me." It was weird. Anyway, you you, you met you met somebody in a more conducive area time. You you didn't know your wife, FM. No, as a matter of fact, I graduated and came back, and Scarborough introduced me to my wife and say, hey, Wood, this is Big Sexy. And I'm like, I'm not about to fucking call you Big Sexy. What the fuck is your name? What your mama call you? And she told me her name. And, I then, I like, and then I fucking pinged off. I'm like, okay. I was pissed off that I, she was even introduced to me as Big Sexy. Like, what the fuck? And then went on about my business. <laughs> <laughs> I, feel like I, well, I think we was at like Super China Buffet or something. Anyway, so at, at that age and at that time, it was a lot easier. So in 2022, if you're a single man, where do you meet a, a good woman? Can't say church. Shit, church virtual now. Church HBCU virtual. grad Discord. Boom. Boom. There you go. There it is. All the baddies. <laughs> Speaking of preachers and spitting in your <laughs> in wet hands. <laughs> yeah, so we did see. So I saw this discussing shit earlier this week. We I guess we all did at this point because it's gone viral. So I didn't pastor, see it. I didn't see it. Just, you know. I tried okay. to see it, but I, did, I didn't actually see it. I couldn't, I couldn't do it. I stopped at the hawk. Yeah. yeah. I watched the whole thing. I, I did. Um, You're sick. Pre- 
preacher right. in Atlanta, Georgia. I was, I was like, I, w- I was trying to understand. I wanted to get an understanding of where he was going with this, because I was like, maybe this is going to make sense. Maybe it's something I'm missing. At the hot, right, you knew exactly where he was going with that shit. Hey, if if anybody's listening to the podcast or you're eating lunch <laughs> at your job or dinner or something, man, I suggest you might want to Just pause. Stop now. Right. So there's a preacher in Atlanta, Georgia. I'm assuming he's in Atlanta, Georgia, because he had wide hips. Um, Pastor Mike Todd. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> he's a preacher. He um <laughs> known hey, for Hold on, man. <laughs> I think it said his hips will spread. Uh, I think it's a hippie. You know that? He's been fucking. Wait, wait, let me Google. I could be wrong. No, man, go. No, man, keep going. going. You about to Google his hips? You said this nigga was from Atlanta because the nigga had wide hips. But yeah, so. Hey, man. Shout out to me. Right. That's why I say big booty. <laughs> anyway, still alive, right? Oh wait, this nigga was in Tulsa. I was wrong. I take it back. So this nigga, um, damn, is a pastor based in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Sorry, hey, y'all. not even close. I got, right. I got, I got a stray bullet. Fuck. But anyway, shouts out to Atlanta. Anyway, <laughs> right, man. Damn, dog. I think, that's the, in Atlanta. I think that's our number one listening area too. Is Atlanta, man? Right. <laughs> Follows Orlando. Shout out to Orlando. Um, so, so this nigga. Then, hold on. I, I, does Orlando have like a gangster city name? Like, do they call it the something? Orlando city. or Atlanta? Orlando. Orlando. Oh, Jack, Jacksonville is the Bangham. So, what is Orlando? It's the city beautiful. Orlando's a city beautiful. That's not gangster yeah. at all. It's not right. So, anyway, go ahead. Anyway, so. The pastor Michael Todd was um he had a he was trying to demonstrate how you gotta see through the God's gonna have you see through the nasty shit in your life. So what he did was he hawked a loogie in his hand and smeared it all over a a, a churchgoer's eyes. So um uh, some people say it was his brother, but I don't Yeah, that's, that's what that's what he said. Yeah, he said it was his brother. But the thing is, he spit Loogie in his nigga face and, and smooth his nigga face while we're going through a, a very deadly pandemic. <laughs> um, Man, <that's> just... <laughs> so, so my question is, so what was the, what was the message behind it? That you're supposed to, that you have to go th- see through the nasty things in your life and God's going to guide you through those nasty things. Um, even though you'll 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 deal with nasty shit in your life, but you gotta see your way through it, basically. And the loogie was the only way we could drive that home, is what. <laughs> or you so, could just talk to me. You could you could have so, just said. It. So y'all know I'm a man of the cloth. So the so in the Bible, yeah. I thought that I, yeah, I said it a couple times uh, oh, a year. Um, Jesus spat in his hands and like rubbed it in the like in the ground clay. to make clay. In, yeah. yeah. Made the blind man see, um, right. and I thought that's like I said. I stopped at the hawk, so that's not he wasn't speaking on that at all. Like the blind man, he, he was he was referring to that. He was referring okay. to that, but the difference is, and I'm I'm gonna cite someone from Twitter. The difference is 
he was him and the other person was Jesus. So don't do that. First of all, first of all, you did have to actually spit in your hand, number one. Right? Number two, you didn't have to get it from the depths of your diaphragm to spit in your hand and then rub like you didn't have to do any of this shit, right? And like a lot of people were saying, man, that whatever you was doing wasn't of God. Like whatever it was, that was something for you or whatever. So he came back out and he did a uh, like apology. He was like he wants to apologize. You know, he was trying to drive something home and he he took it too far and he and he admits it. But the problem is he has these big ass veneers in his mouth, so he's smiling the whole time. And he's apologizing, which is like, nigga, are you sorry for real? <laughs> Uh, niggas with veneers are never sorry save it for the veneer episode right so shout out to Lawrence and um (laughs) Lawrence veneers um (laughs) um but yeah man he I can I can I can go I can go to his church come on man like you doing too much now like and I had seen videos of him before and I feel like I even posted like a video before and maybe one of them happy Sunday videos things and I know you know that's a boy that's a boy I'm trying to back off of him now dog you was posting the man videos and all that now you know what I'm saying shit ain't sweet come on man. I bet I bet knew he had, I didn't know he was a forty a forty regular. <laughs> anyway, you know what you know it's it's been a big change in church. I've noticed a lot of the elder men, a lot of them don't go to church as much, and you know a lot you know a lot of our guys don't really a lot of my guys excuse me don't go to church as much. But I've seen it's a big uptick in, you know, women just being into being in the religion. And I'm sitting here looking. Religion contributes about one point two trillion of socioeconomic value annually to the U.S. economy. Do you think it's um, do you think they pander to women more at the church now because women are, you know, have a lot of upward mobility with the jobs and they really don't care about how the guys feel. Just kind of off subject, but off subject at the same time. Religion, religion, religion always panders to want and to need. When religion will always try to give people a message to try to, that's why you get what is it? Um, what is a uh, white dude in Texas? What's his name? Uh, Joe Joe, Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan. It's definitely Olstein. not Joe fucking Rogan. Joe Joe Olstein. What's it called? A prosperity preaching. Yeah. The word the word is profitable when it tries to bring people closer to money. You know what I'm saying? That's mm-hmm. that's one of the big things about religion. But also on the other side, you have women. The church has always been there to bring women to men. You know what I'm saying? You want to get a husband. You want to like be connected with that man who's going to take you. I'm talking. 40s and 30s and shit like that take you away from your family make you an honest woman and stuff like that the church has always been a proponent of that it's always been a proponent of the poor and the people that need and the people that want if you think about it if everybody was if there was no poor would there be a church would you need religion if nobody was poor what's nope. the basis of religion they get blessed and they don't go no more you, you know what I'm saying yeah. so right. the 
religion at its core is pandering to what people need and what people want. Mm-hmm. That's what gives you the customers. So to answer your question. I agree completely. Like the church is here and that's why I stopped going. The central message of, of churches in this area, black churches is bitches be hating. Now this resonates uh, with women because they, because bitches do be hating. Like, they, they be hating on you at your job. They be hating on you with just, they be trying yep. to fuck on your hood. And that, that's, you hear that, I hear that every church I went to, I stopped going because the message was I would I would stop going to that church too. No, but it wasn't just that church. It was like it was I was looking for a church home. Like my church in Atlanta was really good because um like it felt like I felt like I was like in like being like in a college lecture. You know what I'm saying? It was a lot of folks from fan, which was cool. I made it cool because you saw people you were familiar with, but I was getting I was felt like I was learning something, which was, 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 was in church. No. I went to um, Elizabeth Baptist Church, but I was looking for people, um, looking for a church similar to that here in Orlando. But the messaging is gonna be like he, the, the church in Atlanta. I felt like you were messaging the people that were college. Everyone was college educated. Everyone had a pretty good income. So they they needed you needed something a little more substantive in terms of like like what you were getting from the church. You know what I'm saying? So I guess it's just a matter of what you value like i valued learning something very specifically when we were going to hold on so you feel like the people in orlando nope don't say that that's not what i said i said the 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 people in atlanta were really they were college educated they needed something more substantive it just sounded like you were saying people in atlanta was smarter than the people in orlando (laughs) that's what it sounded like i was just i'm saying i'm saying the demographics of the church Primarily college graduates, transplants, people new to the city that had or new to the city had had decent paying jobs. So that was the demographics. So they the demographics of these, a lot of these churches here. These churches been here for been around for a while. You know, what I'm saying these are old churches. People, families grew up in these churches. There's generations of families in these churches. So it's a different it's a different makeup. These are more family churches. They're not necessarily like it may, maybe folks that without college education, the preaching with the fam to one of the churches I like went to the longest. But he was like, "Man, bitches be hating, man," and everybody was like, "Man, I love this shit." You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, because the shit resonated. If it don't with fly, let it fly. <laughs> it, and it don't. Get somebody in the congregation that is being hated on, chances are though. No, no, and but the the point is the messaging was made was crafted. To, to garner money like what's the best way for me to get people in seats what's the best way to build up my church it's likes the right the church is likes the church is likes so motherfuckers is trying to go viral like you see more churches like doing shit like this dude like he went too far but a lot of shit is demonstrated like demonstrate a lot of shit now remember that remember the power team back in the day no there was this thing called the Power Team, like in the '90s, where they had these strong ass niggas that was preachers, and they would like bench press like 500 pounds. They'd be like, "Look what the Lord did for me, bitch!" You know what I'm saying? They would take heavy chains and and whip them around. Like it was all like hella like circus shit. And I feel like that's what it's gone to. You know what I'm saying? So I'm I'm not interested. Okay. You know because what? Of that. 
You don't went to some hell of a churches. Over these <laughs> no, days. no, it was on TV. Right. It should be on TV. Like, you skipped over all the first Baptists <laughs> and all the tabernacles and went to fucking Power they Team. They ain't go nowhere. Power Team was on TV, on dog. Saturday it was like, um, you it was right. a Power uh, Team, hating bitches right. and what else do you want to Any AME was just, was just not enough. Next time y'all in Orlando, I'm gonna take y'all to one of these churches because y'all don't no, know. No, 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 no. I, I'm yeah, not I'm going straight. to church with you, bro. I'll take you for it. We gonna go to the bitches be hating church, and you be like, man, these bitches be hating. <laughs> I'm going to whatever. I'm going to whatever first Baptist y'all got. If we go to bitches be hating church. I might join. <laughs> nigga going, nigga <laughs> going to Jays. Just the fuck out the algorithm. <laughs> Hey, what if you take your homeboy to church with you to just visiting like motherfucker in town for the classic or something? <laughs> and then this motherfucker like join and like go to the altar call and all that. <laughs> that nigga would be my friend no more. <laughs> I mean, you are you would let it go to Hooters? You would let it go to Hooters and watch the game afterwards? Mm-mm. I'm done with that nigga. <laughs> hey, chef, boy, you cold. I'm just saying. Speaking of code, so man, we got we, we gonna have to like you can't use all these subjects. So we we gonna have to carry yeah, some of this shit over. Yeah, the next you're week. the one that's driving, so you're the one that has to wrap this shit up. Yeah, I want I, I did want to talk about this one though. So there was a post that we put in a group like a few weeks, well, last week, about this woman. So she went to Miami with her friends. They went on a vacation or whatever, and I guess a dude hollered at her while they were in the in the ocean the friends took pictures of the nigga hollering at her like i guess he gave he they exchanged numbers but he like he lost her number like she lost his number and they never contacted each other so this woman went on social media to try to find the man posted the pictures of the man and his wife contacted her and was like you know this nigga ain't shit fuck this nigga um he married but you a whole ass nigga and um and that was that I was trying so we were trying to I was trying to get an understanding alright let me so I think everybody's seen this right so there's a lot of a, a lot of women were jumping like see niggas ain't shit so that reinforced the whole niggas ain't shit you know what I'm saying so um he was in my so he came up alright let's start from again so women like he ain't shit right so what was crazy is that I know a couple women were like well I don't I'm not giving him a pass but I feel like all this backlash he's given you know isn't warranted. Say, yeah, he was out there without his ring on, but he was also in the ocean, right? For whatever reason. Um, they met, they hung out briefly, I think five minutes. Her homegirl was videotaping. They went their separate ways. He never tried to contact her. He never tried to find her. It was just over. She's the one that took this nigga to Mike's social media land. Hey, girls. Help me find this nigga. You know, he was the one. Who knows what she was saying? They had the, the whole social media fucking around to find this nigga. They found him, found his name, whatever. 
Um, and then, like, she posted, like, the whole story. So now, Bossup, Shade Room, whatever, everybody calling this, this man a fuck nigga when all he did, let's say, was flirt in the ocean. You know what I'm saying? So one of my homegirls was like, well, I mean, if my dude is out, say he's having a boys trip in Miami, it'd be a bachelor party, uh, and he's just out there, like, just trying to maybe get girls to come hang out with the group, you know what I'm saying, just on some boys trip shit, you know, just, hey, you get your girls, we got my guys, let's all hang out. We don't know if she asked for his number, he just volunteered it. It seems like she would ask for his number because she's the one on the fucking internet That's what trying happened. to find this That's thing. what happened because she, she lost his number. That's she why she number. went Right, but she said, she said he gave he gave her his number. So at that point, it sounds like who, who we don't know. Who, she, any yeah, nigga. She, she said the shit didn't save. So like, I mean, I interpreted whatever I read initially as they exchanged numbers. Maybe they did, but Apparently she was like she put the number in the phone, but when she tried to get the shit later, it didn't say it had not saved or whatever. That makes right. it, that so makes it even better. Ex- that makes it even better because if they exchange numbers and he has her number, he never fucking called her. He never called her. Well, I don't. I don't know that. No, they no, he, no, no. They That's didn't say exchange. He just said that that he she, um he had she had she, his, she had his number. number. We don't know if she just said he gave me his number. We so, don't know if she so, asked or he asked. But. And th- but to me, that's a critical piece of information because any nigga worth his salt trying to make something shake is not about we're either about to exchange numbers where I have your contact number or let me get your motherfucking number. That whole motherfucking here, take my number type of shit that gives her way too much fucking power. And right. she yeah. forgot like she be done. Nah, fuck that. I'm about to get your number, bitch. Not, nah, 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 nah. I'm not, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not believing that shit. Right, and uh, I mean, I mean, it's possible all things considered. Right. So, say she did say, "Hey, let me get your number," or her girls are like, "Girl, get his number," or whatever. At that point, like, if you just say again, we on a guy's trip, she's like, "Uh, I, let me get what's your number." All right, you might me say, "Send me the picture or something." Like, "Oh, send me that picture." Like, whatever. Oh, let me get your number. Right. But at the end of the day. <laughs> The nigga never did anything. Not a thing. At the end of the day, right? Not a thing. Right. For he, for her to go and like double back and be like, "Hey, everybody, that nigga was married." I ain't gonna believe this shit. Like, you didn't have to do that. You know what I'm saying? Because it's not. I, so some women I understand like married niggas being chicks DMs and shit and like sending dick pics and like, "Hey, what's up? Let me take you." The nigga didn't do none of that. So. The nigga came out with his uh, his version of the story. Oh, he did? I know that. Yeah, yeah. Something that should have taken two minutes was a three-part series, which means the nigga probably lied. He only made shit worse for himself. <laughs> <laughs> the nigga should have just said, so his story, which is eight minutes long, I think, is that he talked, to her in, he talked to her in the ocean. It was for five minutes. You wow. know, just like like, um, she, her friend was taking a picture. He was like, oh, I see you over here taking pictures and shit. Oh, okay. Blah, blah, blah. He's like, yes, I gave her my number. And that should have been the end of the story. This nigga stuttering. This nigga's voice is high. He's looking around like, oh, <laughs> yeah. nigga, you're guilty. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> the nigga did this. 
But at the end of the day, like, again, I'm not saying, like, the nigga, I'm not saying what he did was right or wrong, right? I'm just saying that I think the nigga was wrong because of his story that he tried to clear the shit up. Yeah. Just, what else did he say, though, outside of that? It's so long. Like, I, like, eight minutes seems. I can't, I can't yeah. get through it. And he no. was like, man, a five minute convo five months ago. Like, he was more or less trying to downplay it. Yeah. And the Baby fact that that shit was eight minutes and I probably listened to like three and I, that's all I got is it was a five minute convo five months ago. So like, he really didn't have yeah. shit. Like, <laughs> long long like, stories always equal a lie. That's always bullshit. Right, this, this nigga, this nigga was you say what always equal a lie? The long story when a motherfucker uh, want to give you a long drawn out explanation. Oh yeah, you lying. Okay, check this out. No, that's I not, was that, walking down right, South Beach. Right. But that's yeah. how the nigga was talking, though. Like, he gave me, like, play by play. The water was hot, then it was cold. You know what I'm saying? And, like, real niggas know that you only put one foot in the sand and yeah. one foot in the water that way. Like, nigga. No, that, You're full of shit, yeah. Uh, that, yeah. Shit. But. <laughs> Damn. Where's yeah. Derrick Jackson when you need him? No, that nigga, right. that was the worst. I don't know if he was trying to get some clout from it, but like, nigga, you dug yourself a, a deeper hole. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I had a couple, I knew a, a couple chicks that were like coming to his defense. Like, his I mean, his attorney is gonna be pissed off. All, right. all he had to say was, not to say a motherfucker. All he had right. to say was, yeah, I got a number. Didn't do nothing with it. Didn't have no intentions of doing nothing. He didn't even next, have a number. That's next, the thing. Like, next I never question. Got her number. Like, I never had a number. I never reached out to look for it. Next that's question. Which, I mean, to y'all point, that sounds like a more compelling story. So maybe he should have been like, I mean, yeah, we exchanged numbers, but I wasn't interested. Whatever. Like, maybe he should have. Mm-hmm. If he was gonna make up some shit, maybe he should have made that up. That nigga was the worst. But. <laughs> I don't understand. What do you, okay. What do y'all think girls be doing it for anyway? Like, are they doing it for clout? Yes. I think yeah. she really liked him. No, I think no. she thought that nigga was no, <laughs> no, no. Initially, he thought that nigga was the one. Look. You know what I'm saying? Oh, That's so weird. She didn't, she didn't think he was the one for real. For I think she probably liked him. I think she thought that shit was on some cool shit. No, I think she thought no, no, maybe no. I might go viral also. Like, I, I feel like there were multiple thoughts being had Fuck all at once. Fuck her. If a nigga was looking to try and find a chick that he met um, at the beach, like let's say he met a chick at Wet Willies and you talk for five minutes and then you post all her pictures and stuff on Instagram, they'd be like, nigga, you are a creep. Or a thirstiest era. No, <laughs> It'd be no. so many thirst buckets. That, they, they would call the nigga that did that shit. She's full of shit. Okay, there's nothing yeah. that women love more than to go on fucking social media like the the imaginary men that be on their timeline saying bullshit. There's nothing more that they also like to communicate that the fact that there are these imaginary married men in their fucking DMs doing saying X, Y, and Z to them. Ah, there's married niggas in my DMs all the time, fucking acting fucking crazy. Oh, if you're married, need yep. not come in my DMs and say X, Y, and Z. Bitch, nobody's in your motherfucking DMs no. like that. No, 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 no. You just, you just said something, though, because I see that on Facebook every day, and I'm like, nobody, nobody talking to you, bitch. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. But there's exactly. nothing like, but like, Tyler, but from a clout standpoint, there is nothing more like, I guess, their individual clout. I don't do shit for niggas, but for them to say there's married niggas in my DMs. And, and, and half the time, half the time, a chick will try to get in a married nigga's DMs, bake that nigga into saying some shit that he probably shouldn't say 
And now she mm-hmm. can in return and say, never, I got married niggas do. in my DMs. Bitch, you the one that initiated the what, conversation with the nigga. And never do. Fact. Yeah. Would would the shade room have picked it up if it, if it was the other way around? No. No. Hell no. No. Hell no. 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 But the dude wouldn't the dude wouldn't have did that the other way around either. Cause he would have been too much at risk for looking lame. Like <laughs> yep. he would have never put himself out there. Like it's a feel good story the other way around, but if dude had did like man, this dude lame. Like who does this? Like, but like I thought, I thought she was. He would went viral. Yeah, he would went viral for a whole different reason. Yeah, for being lame. Yeah. No, stop! Don't talk to me. I'm married. That nigga. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. He would have. Oh man, that would have been bad. Man, well, I think we can wrap this shit up, man. We, we've been talking for a while, but this is a good part. Are, are you able to say that? <laughs> like, right. Is that for the people? Right. To, to let you know if it was or not? I really enjoyed the conversation personally. And I just wanted to express that. And that is your that's your prerogative. And you, and you don't have to take my word for it. I saw what you did there. No, I didn't. <laughs> You've rocked with us this far in the podcast. Obviously, you like something. Go ahead, visit Apple, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. Show your love, show your support. We love providing quality content for you guys. We do it absolutely free of charge. We do it out the kindness of our heart. But the way that you increase our footprint, increase the popularity of this podcast, is to support. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. And as always, if your shit is hot enough, it just might be on the show. Now, for the with all due respects. Editing sucks. I fucking hate editing. Huh, man. Tell me about it. Uh, All right, go ahead. With all due respect, I, um, you know, I appreciate you guys having this conversation. Um, I never really get a chance to social commentate, and it and it's something that you know I have I have thoughts on it, and you know I try to. My situation is a little bit different where I'm just talking about more ideas. So, you know, I appreciate you guys having me on. I appreciate you guys you know even being interested in nfts because i know it's you know something you know kind of far out um i learned a lot even talking to you guys because you guys get me in the feel of a joe rogan but to be honest you guys are more interesting than a joe rogan you know you guys should you know probably be the biggest podcast because you guys are bringing it from a real perspective and we know that uh black culture runs the world hip-hop culture runs the world which is black culture so with all due respect i want you guys to keep going forward i want you guys to keep putting out content i want you guys to you know keep being you stay healthy you know it's a tough uh tough times that we're in and um with all due respect 